0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and as always, we are presented by hashtag #basketball.com. Another night of NBA action. Exciting games tonight. There's only been four games, but uh, as of tonight, every single team has at least played one game. So let's get right into the box scores. Let's not waste any time. The first game of the night was the Boston Celtics playing a back-to-back Against the uh, Chicago Bulls, they actually ended up losing this game. A pretty interesting game. The Bulls kind of being a question mark on how the non-shooting backcourt would play together. And try to put your wrap your head around this one: Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler both four for six from behind the arc. In fact, Ronda was one for two. That is amazing. <laughs> they shot. 9 for 14. That's um, definitely not going to continue throughout the season, but it is nice to see that they are not afraid to shoot three-pointers. And expect Wade and Butler to shoot more threes this year, simply because, simply out of necessity, the Bulls also pulled down a ton of rebounds in this game tonight, which goes to show that there is a bit of a hole in Boston's armor, I guess. So let's take a look at the box score. Taj Gibson started tonight, played 28 minutes, 18 points, 10 rebounds. He is going to start for the remainder of the season, I would assume, unless Nico kind of sneaks in there to switch up the rotations. They're both going to play heavy minutes. Nico played 29, Gibson played 28, and Gibson is going to rebound. He's kind of a monster down low. Uh, He'll get blocks. He didn't get any tonight. But he is a good option when it comes to big men. If you need someone who's good to get you those rebounds that can sit on your bench, he's definitely standard league relevant. Robin Lopez had eight rebounds, no blocks. Uh, he didn't play as well as Taj Gibson. I like Taj Gibson over Robin Lopez for the remainder of the year. They're probably pretty similar fantasy players. When you look at it, Robin Lopez might do blocks a little bit better. Wade and Butler both performed very well, but Nico actually playing 29 minutes, scoring 15 points, nine rebounds with a three. You want to see this. Nico is going to be very streaky, obviously, and if you've owned him in the past, you know this. But when Nico is hot, he is a high end fancy player. I would take a flyer on him if he is in your leagues. I don't see why he shouldn't play close to 30 minutes on this Bulls team. Michael Carter-Williams got the backup point guard role, so if you're in deeper leagues, in just 17 minutes, uh, MC Dubs, 5 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists, and a 3. He's going to run the second team, and he kind of looked pretty decent in his new role. He's definitely better than Tony Snell as a fantasy option, that's for sure. On the Celtics, uh, on a back to back, it was good to see Isaiah Thomas still balling real hard 25 points, three three pointers, four assists, two steals. The rest of the team did all right. Jay Crowder still continuing to fill up the box scores. Al Horford hasn't blown up yet, but he's in a new system with a new team. I would not worry about him. If you got Al Horford on your team, do not panic. If you want Al Horford on your team, Another mediocre game from him, and it's time to start sending trade requests to the guy who owns Al Horford for sure, because they probably drafted him fairly high, I would assume, or paid a decent amount of money for him in auction leagues. And it's worth, you know, if anyone's panicking this early in the season, it's worth exploiting that for sure. I'm liking Avery Bradley a lot this year. I'm very high on him. 16 points, 5 assists. He's going to handle the ball more. His shooting is getting better. He played 41 minutes, so a little bit of an outlier with his minutes, I would assume, for this year. When Marcus Smart comes back, he'll probably not play full 40-minute games at all, but there's no reason to think he'll drop under 30 minutes as a starter. On the bench, Terry Roger and... Jalen Brown both played 20 or plus minutes. They played quite a bit in this game, which was good to see. Probably just a, a little bit more of the matchup against the Bulls, smaller lineups, plus the fact that they're on a back-to-back and they probably want to get minutes out of those guys. But promising to see both of those young guys playing decent minutes in a game. If you're in deeper leagues, they should. Pr- uh, I think Jalen Brown is a, is a must-own in deeper leagues because that kid's got some talent. Roger, um he had eight points, four assists, and four rebounds with two threes in 23 minutes. Also, maybe a deep league guy. I don't know if either one of those guys are ever going to be standard league value this year, especially with Marcus Smart coming back at some point. But worth taking a look at, worth watching. Once again, Jordan Mickey did not play. I'm not going to talk crap about him and how much his family doesn't like him in this episode. So sorry, Jordan Mickey, for uh, lashing out at you. Let's move on to the next game. Washington with Jordan Mickey, by the way, avid listener of the watching the boxes podcast. I know that. uh, I don't know that at all. So yeah, the next game is the Hawks versus the Wizards. The Atlanta Hawks, very first game. Markeith Morris, of claim to fame of getting kicked out of the of Phoenix, greater Phoenix area, had a pretty monster game tonight. 22 points, two steals, a block, two assists, four rebounds, two three-pointers. The guy's good to play on this team. There is a wide open spot there. is not there anymore. He played 28 minutes tonight and, well, basically kind of got blown out at the end of this game. But Markeith Morris should be owned in all standard leagues. He played really well uh, with the Suns when he was starting there. His averages those two years were 99th in in 9-cat leagues and 70th in 9-cat leagues in the year. He was actually playing 31 minutes. And And playing significant time with the suns, I don't understand People are probably a little bit afraid that he doesn't have his head on straight, But if he's starting and he's playing well, there's no reason he should be on the waivers right now in standard leagues. I'm looking at the percentage owned in some of these uh, in ESPN and, and Yahoo, and I see guys like Brandon Ingram owned by a ton of people. And Brandon Ingram is a very sexy name. The guy's not playing starters minutes, and I know he's got potential, but he's not doing it right now. The season's happening right now, everybody. You should be playing guys who are playing and playing well right now. I'd much rather have Markeith Morris than Brandon Ingram in anything other than a Dynasty League, and even then, if you're going for the win this year, Marquise Morris is going to be a better asset than Brandon Ingram. As for the rest of the Wizards, looking at their line, uh, Kelly Oubre played 22 minutes and Otto Porter played 26 minutes. Otto Porter had the better game. Uh, I know there's kind of position battle there during the preseason. I really liked how Kelly Oubre was playing in the preseason, and I was leaning towards Oubre being eventually the starter on this team. He laid an egg tonight, and Otto Porter played pretty decently. Ten points, two steals, an assist, six rebounds. To me, they're both pretty similar players. Right now, Otto Porter has the starting role, but I don't see it going either way until we get more games under our belt. John Wall will get his shot uh, together. 12 points only, but 10 assists and four steals. That's what you're paying him to do. Bradley Beal is not injured yet, so congratulations, Bradley Beal. Looking at the Hawks, Dwight Howard's premier game, he had 19 rebounds, three blocks, but only 11 points, two assists, and a steal. Pretty good starting line for only 30 minutes for Dwight Howard. Bazemore shot pretty poorly, but I'm not worried about him. I see him kind of as a 75% Evan Fournier, Fournier being the better player, but Basemore can do the things that uh, Fournier does right now, and he's a decent two if you do shooting guard positional values in your league. He'll be fine for the year. The much, much hyped Dennis Schroeder had a normal-looking game, 14 points, only two assists, which is pretty disappointing, two rebounds, two threes, and one steal, four turnovers. That's not great, but you knew he was going to turn the ball over a bit more this year simply because he had the ball in his hands. He only played 25 minutes. Like I said, this was a blowout. Paul Millsap did Paul Millsap things. Paul Millsap is great. I love Paul Millsap. In garbage time, uh, Tim Hardaway, with 23 minutes, shot the lights out, 21 points. He had only an assist and a rebound, but just kept shooting all night, apparently three three-pointers. Keep an eye on Tim Hardaway there. Uh, if he's playing minutes off the bench, this was a blowout. So if you're in super deep leagues, you might want to pick him up at, or him or Tabo Cephalosha as guys who are going to come off the bench and give you minutes. But kind of interesting that they went with Tim Hardaway. I'm wondering if it was just a garbage time thing, but he's worth keeping an eye on if he's going to shoot this well. Don't worry if you're in standard leagues. I don't think you really need to pay that much attention to Hardaway. Seth Lush, on the other hand, had five steals and five assists and seven rebounds in 22 minutes. That's someone you should be keeping an eye on, even in standard leagues. If there is a, um injury or Kyle Korver isn't playing as well as he should in his old age, um, Cephalosha could still get some run, and he has the ability to get those um, stats like steals that really can help you, depending on what your what your needs are for your team. So let's move on to Boogie. Who doesn't love Boogie? Oh man, if Boogie could just get out of the pit that is Sacramento, he I mean he would do what he's doing now and and also win games. Sacramento actually won last night in a back-to-back. They lost to the Spurs. That's not too surprising that they lost to the Spurs and also in a back-to-back. But this game was a lot closer than I thought it would be. I think the Kings are actually kind of secretly good. Uh, Ty Lawson started again. Uh, Collison is still suspended. Lawson had only seven points, but he had nine assists. So if you're looking for some cheap assists over the next couple weeks, Ty Lawson is your go-to guy. Boogie, 37 points. 16 rebounds, three three three-pointers. He's shooting threes again, everybody. Boogie, I can't believe he just jacks threes now. He started jacking threes last season, kind of out of nowhere, and he makes them at a decent clip. If he's going to ramp that back up again this year, he's going to be a monster fantasy player. I love Boogie, and I I always wish the best for him. Aaron Aflalo, kind of a mediocre-looking knight. I'm not too high on Aaron Aflalo, and I never have been. He will probably play a little bit more than he did on the Knicks on this team. I don't really think that means anything. He's a bottom-of-the-barrel standard league guy. He will be maybe on some people's teams. If he's on the waiver, I'm not interested in him. I don't think he has a ton of upside. He plays well occasionally, so he'll have stretches where he is actually someone you should be starting or streaming but other than that, I'm not I'm not too high on Aaron Aflalo. Costa uh, Kufis played 24 minutes. He had eight points and seven rebounds, three assists and a steal. Interesting to see him uh, as a, as the starting center. It looks like Boogie moved to center at some point because Boogie did play 37 minutes, and then they ended up getting Matt Barnes a lot of time. In Matt Barnes' is 27 minutes that he played. He really didn't do much at all. The Spurs are the Spurs. The hot, hot pickup after game one, Simmons on the Spurs. Uh, He really didn't have that great of a game, and that should be expected. This guy isn't suddenly a superstar. Like Pop is going to get the best out of him, and I do think he is worth a flyer, even in standard leagues, because he's going to play that role, on this team as a guy who comes in and plays that, that three kind of that wing guy who can shoot threes, but it looks like he wasn't having, he wasn't playing that well tonight and he didn't really um, get a lot of tick. A little disconcerting as well is Paul Gasol's 21 minutes. Paul Gasol, seven points and six rebounds in 21 minutes. You're, you're not happy as a Paul Gasol owner right now. I'm, not worried about it, but now it's on my radar. So the beginning of the season is kind of weird because you don't know what to worry about and you don't know what to jump at. Just like the, and the Simmons-Gasol examples are actually perfect examples. Should you jump at Simmons? Well, what do you have to lose? If he's kind of a dud, well, you move on. You you wasted the, your end of the bench spot on him. What's the big deal? Paul Gasol, on the other hand, you probably picked him in the fourth round and... If this is the new Paul Gasol, you've taken a huge hit on your team. Now, I don't think it's time to panic on Paul Gasol at all. He's going to play starters minutes. He's going to start for the Spurs. You should be a little bit worried, though, that two games in a row he hasn't played huge minutes. The game one was against the Warriors, was pretty obvious that he wasn't going to play because the Warriors smoke people like Paul Gasol on the reg. That's what they do. That's how they exploit those slow big men. The fact that he didn't play in this game, especially against a team that has big men that need to be guarded against, is a little puzzling. I did not watch this game, so I don't know. It does not look like he was in foul trouble based on the box score. I'm not sure what happened here. I, I haven't seen anything about injuries. So... Yeah, I'm starting to get the inkling of 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 worries for Paul Gasol this year, but it's way too early to tell. I think Paul Gasol will be just fine. Do not panic in the, in the second game of the season. But like I said, uh, other people's plan- panic is your pleasure. If you like Paul Gasol and you kind of need a big man and you think you can get him on the cheap, go after him. Kawhi Leonard, whatever his odds are for the MVP this year, you might want to go bet on that. It's, you know, bet on him and bet on LeBron, and you'll win money one way or the other. I think you'll be fine. Let's move on to the final game of the night, which is actually still going on. The LA Clippers versus the Portland Trailblazers. This is the first game... For the Clippers, and if you took a um, higher pick to get Blake Griffin on your team thinking he's going to have a big bounce back year in his contract year, he's starting out the season just the way you want him to. He's actually taken 21 shots in this game already, and we're halfway through the fourth quarter. 27 points, nine rebounds, two steals, a block, two assists, and a three pointer. He's stepping back and trying to shoot that three. I was watching a little bit of the game earlier tonight, and you can see him consciously stepping back and trying to take a three. And I think he will get better as the year goes on in unconsciously, just naturally stepping back to take that three. You can see him having to think about where's the line, how do I get behind the line, and try to make this shot. And that Taking time, and that time is allowing the defender to close on him. So once he's starting to do it as a natural movement, he'll have a little bit. He'll be a little bit more open, and the defender will be able to get up to him as quick. He was one for three tonight. Uh, we still have about five and a half minutes left in this game, so maybe he'll hit another one. Chris Paul, 19 points, four assists right now. Um, he's going to do Chris Paul things. Don't worry about Chris Paul. Let's look at the rest of this team. J.J.'s not having a great night, but I, I always like J.J. as kind of a sleeper pick. He's always late round, and he, he's consistent, and he gets you threes in in, in a league where you need threes, uh, lots of threes, just to compete with the guys who have people like Dame or Curry or Clay Thompson. You need a guy like J.J. Redick on your team to compete. Bamute played 17 minutes. It doesn't look like he's a fit right now on this team. They're going to still run him simply because they don't have um, a choice. He is their starting three, and they need someone to play that role. And he's he's a good defender, but fantasy wise, I'm not I'm not having it. Looking elsewhere on this team, Austin Rivers played 22 minutes. So if you're in deeper leagues, it looks like the coach's son is still heavily favored. Um, Jamal Crawford shot pretty poorly, but he played 20 minutes and took 10 shots. I think Jamal Crawford's still going to be Jamal Crawford. And I would always write Jamal Crawford until he falls off. He's one of those guys everybody forgets about similar to a handful of years ago when everybody would always forget about Jason Terry. And then it'd be like, oh yeah, Jason Terry actually really good. He's standard league relevant. Jamal Crawford isn't a fun name and he's does what he does. But when Jamal Crawford is playing Solid minutes, he's standard league relevant. Let's just hope he plays standard uh, enough minutes to be standard league relevant. Right now, he's behind uh, JJ and hovering around those mid 20s. I'm not sure if Crawford meets the criteria, but if anything would happen there where he needs to play more minutes, he should probably be at the end of somebody's bench in standard leagues. Let's look at the Blazers tonight instead of uh, of crap in the bed like he did last game moharkless came to play tonight 21 points 5 rebounds 2 assists and i think this really has to and he has a 3 as well this really has to do with the fact that i'm not sure mbamute is keeping track of this guy it looks like they're 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 switching on screens and moharkless is being able to exploit um, really a lot of pick and roll stuff he looked uh really good in the uh few minutes that I watched this game he had a pretty uh, nasty dunk and he looked he looked really good uh Aminu isn't playing very well and that's that's kind of disappointing he does have 8 rebounds but really nothing else but Lillard and McCollum are just doing the, the normal Lillard and McCollum stuff but Miles Plumlee he also is having a monster game. It's a little surprising against a, a bigger team, though. It's not like Blake Griffin has ever been, I guess, awarded for being the best defender in the league. But it looks like it looks like the Blazers are really exploiting the Clippers with their pick and roll scheme tonight. Miles Plumley. 7 for 9, 16 points, 4 assists, which is pretty surprising, 8 rebounds, and 3 blocks. If this is how Myles Plumlee is going to play, he should probably be owned. Uh, If you have no Bigman, if you're really hurting on Bigman, Miles Myles Plumlee is worth a flyer because he's young, he is starting, he's playing enough. Myers Leonard did not play tonight. Bad sign for Myers Leonard. I understand that this might not be his type of game. I don't know if he's got an injury that he's dealing with or not, but... It looks um, it looks bad for Myers Leonard fans. Uh, I'm sure there's tons of them out there. 23 minutes for Turner and 27 minutes for Crab. Deeper leagues, those are must owns because they they looks like they are the they are the bench. Uh, my my favorite super sleeper on this team, Noah Vonley, only played nine minutes. Uh, I still think he will be good eventually one day. But you know this season's probably nothing to worry about unless you're in super super deep leagues. So yeah, those were the uh, 4 games tonight. Pretty good start to the season. A lot of really surprising like monster lines already. Just a reminder, it's a long season. So don't panic right now. Don't get your hopes up right now. You don't win a season in the draft. You can lose the season in a draft, that's for sure, but nobody wins the season in a draft unless you drafted Steph Curry last year. So don't, instead, other than monster historical fantasy seasons from Steph Curry, nobody wins the league in the draft. You win the league by making savvy moves during the year, picking up good waiver wire players, starting the right guys, and, and making trades. So just keep that in mind as you move forward. You can find me on Twitter, if you'd like to get a hold of me. We um, want you to send in questions if you have reviews or comments for the podcast. If you want us to do something different, focus on other things. Please let me know at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. And if you're downloading us on whatever application you're downloading us, or on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you like the show, give us a good rating, give us a review. That helps let people know about us it helps us bump up in the rankings and it gets more people to uh, see the show and thanks for joining me i'm mike katrin and have a good one everybody